The Utah Jazz go 1-0 in the in-season tournament with a nice win over the Memphis Grizzlies. Let's talk about it. It's the Hoop Nerd Show. All right, guys, a nice win for the Utah Jazz tonight. But before we talk about it, let's give a shout out to Price Picks, our sponsor. Price Picks will give you up to $100 if you put if you use promo code HoopsNerd. Man, I'm hyped from the Jazz win. I can't get through the read. Uh, $100 if you go sign up using promo code HoopsNerd. It supports the show, and I would really appreciate it. And it's a lot of fun. Tonight, I hit the over on marketing. If Jaron Jackson Jr. didn't get ejected, I would have won that as well. But anyways, you go put five bucks down, it turns into $10. Free money. Go get it. Use promo code HoopsNerd. All right, guys, this was a great win for the Utah Jazz. I know that the Memphis Grizzlies are terrible, literally the worst record in the NBA. But you've got to be happy with what you're seeing from this Jazz team because they have some special things happening. Uh, let's just give a little shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies and especially Desmond Bain. Uh, Bain was just a monster tonight. 28 field goal attempts. Scores 37 points on crazy efficiency. I mean, he was the reason they were in this game and came back and were just, he was monstrous. What a winning player. He just does incredible things. And just a reminder, he could have been on the Jazz, but they decided that they wanted to take, uh, oh, what was, not Ochai, uh, oh, I already forgot his name. That's how bad it was. I can't even remember. Doke. It was Doke. By the way, guys, the chat was not working yesterday. So I'm going to pop this out and see if it works today. It was not up last. Um, there we go. Chat's working. Okay, great. How annoying was that? It wasn't working yesterday. So sorry to those who made donations last game and I did not see them. That was the stupid chat. Right off the bat, Car Wash Channel with the donation. 499 Jazz win. Let's go three and seven and one and zero in group play in tournament. Exactly. Let's talk about it, Car Wash Channel. And thank you so much for the donation. My goodness, thank you, my friend. Absolutely coming in hot, Car Wash Channel. Uh, let's see. Anyways, uh, the Utah Jazz had a nice win tonight. I mean, they took an absolute barrage in the second half with just the. So what happens? Let's just go through it. If you didn't, if you weren't able to watch. Jaron Jackson Jr. was kind of abysmal in this game. Offensively, it was pretty good, but he had four rebounds in this one. I actually had the over on rebounds. Thanks a lot, NBA refs, for ejecting him. All he needed was six. I was on the over, baby, and I didn't get it. But anyways, Jaron Jackson Jr. clearly got fouled on that play. I mean, he got hacked by Clarkson, and it was obvious. He made the basket and just loses it. This game was just a perfect epitome of how bad NBA refs are. I mean, they just don't call the foul for Jaron Jackson, who deserved it. But Jaron Jackson absolutely loses his mind, which is probably coming from like other things that were going on. I know he was getting into it with Markinen earlier. He was getting played physical by this Jazz team and just absolutely lost it and gets ejected from the game. The Grizzlies were down, I can't remember what it was, but it was somewhere between, like, give or take 15 points. Kavomber coming in, 199. I believe in you tonight, James. Shh. Not so, I lost my mind last show, guys, and I didn't put it on the podcast, so, you know, apologies to podcast listeners. This is YouTube first, but I do like having that podcast out there. I lost my mind, so I'm sorry. I absolutely lost it because I just felt like this stuff with coaching. And let's talk about coaching tonight a little later. What's coaching 
What isn't coaching? We'll talk about that. But thank you, Kavon Boer, with the donation. I appreciate it a ton. Uh, but anyways, Jackson goes out, and the Grizzlies just get overhyped. The crowd is abs- absolutely ravenous out there. And the refs absolutely did a 180. They start letting the Grizzlies get away with anything. Uh, the Grizzlies get absolutely hot. The Jazz get tentative. They have THT and and Colin Sexton out there, and they start turning the ball over again, which they hadn't been doing before Jaron Jackson went out when the Jazz were playing really well. All of a sudden, they start coughing up the ball, and the Grizzlies get right back in it. And so, you know, three turnovers for Sexton. Olenek was turning the ball. Let's see. Turning the It's just bad. The Jazz had a better turnover tonight at just 19. <laughs> By the way, the Jazz lead the NBA. They are the worst team in the NBA at turnovers per game, and I think this is right around it. So not great, Jazz. Uh, Got to turn it around. But we'll talk about one guy that was not turning the ball over. Um, but anyways, so they just absolutely come back. It's just the Jazz looked like deer in the headlights, their second unit, who had been playing really well in the first half. And I think it, it needs to be said how special the Utah Jazz rookie Keontae George is. I know people are making comments about him. Guess what? He is special. I'm getting DMs from people talking about it. Guys in the know. He's special, guys. He's special, okay? The Jazz have their point guard for the next 10 years. I hope you're excited about it. I hope you are excited. He is a special player, and the Jazz have him for the next however long they can. He's so special. Uh, But anyways, so I just think that's important to remember when you look at this game is that when the Jazz needed to calm down the game, you know, when things are going crazy, they brought in Keontae George. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. I mean, that's bonkers to me. Considering his assist-to-turnover ratio, I think in the last two games where he started, as a starter, he's had 20, 20 points, two, let's see, three turnovers. I think he had one in the one before and two tonight. 20 points to three turnovers? If that's your kill-death ratio in Call of Duty, you're doing well. You're probably winning MVP of the game, right? Same with kill, same with assisted turnover ratio. When you're doing that, you're doing something right. I don't even care what the percentages are tonight. And they weren't good. Although they should have been a little bit better with some of the ref stuff going on. But uh, regardless, I think it's important to remember that they brought Keontae George in to calm things down. And he did. Uh, let's just go through it. By the way, I don't know if anyone's going to talk about it enough or maybe they will i don't know who knows what the people on the streets of salt lake city are saying but ochai abaji had a monster game absolutely amazing the jazz win this game with ochai abaji starting 15 points two blocks one steal one assist six rebounds this is at the small forward spot fantastic he's starting to find his three-point shot all of a sudden so this is um let's just look at this quick this is pre before tonight Ochai was shooting, and I actually think he had a pretty good game last game, too. All of a sudden, we've got two games in a row of him putting together something nice. Now he's at 41 from the field, 37% from three. And I don't know if this is incorporating tonight. We'll have to check it tomorrow. But anyways, just really nice to see Ochai Abaji turning it around and getting playing with the starters. I think it's important to remember that some players are going to be better with the talent around them. When you put Ochai Baji on the floor with like Sexton and THT, are we going to be that surprised that he's not doing well? Especially for Ochai Baji, who's a catch-and-shoot three-point guy and a defender and an athlete. That's what he does. He 
I mean, tonight it was all on display. It was the catch and shoot threes. It was transition. He blocked two shots. I mean, some of those blocks were like, holy smokes. Stealing the ball and then scoring in transition, just running up. He has that, he gets a nice mid-range jumper actually from Keontae. I mean, just really nice night from Ochai And you can just see how nice he could be. And maybe this is what the Jazz are thinking, is that if you have elite level point guard play with the Jet, which the Jazz are getting, then maybe it raises his level. And, you know, tonight was definitely an argument for that. When you're not getting elite argue, uh, point guard play, like the Jazz, I mean, the Jazz were getting the opposite of elite point guard play before these last two games. They are getting just not good. Jordan Clarkson, Colin Sexton, and Taylor Horton Tucker, when they're kind of the three lead guys, and you have, you know, Keontae George getting like 15 to 20 minutes a night, whatever it was, you just had terrible point guard play. You know, and including Jordan Clarkson. But guess what? Jordan Clarkson is looking better all of a sudden. Why? Well, something changed the last two games, and we all know what it was, honestly. So anyway, shout out to Ochai Baji. John Collins has been absolutely a solid starter for this Jazz team. His defense leaves a lot to be desired this year, and maybe that's just what he is. He's just kind of a efficient offensive player and a not a and kind of a minus defender. I I thought he'd be a little bit better, although in, to his credit, he is playing center, and I felt like he did pretty well tonight. And look at that, plus eight for Collins. 18 points, uh, three rebounds, four blocked shots. So you know what? We just said he didn't do very well defensively, but you know what? The raw numbers would say otherwise. Although I do think there's a lot of times when he's out there, especially at power forward, where guys kind of blow by him. So maybe actually playing center is kind of the thing for him. And you know what? Why not have John Collins for a long time? What if he is your backup center eventually? I actually am kind of at the point now where I'm kind of wondering at what point do the Jazz bring Taylor Hendricks back from the G League and back onto the starting unit? That's going to be really fun. Uh, he's got a lot of growing to do. Taylor Hendricks does. He's very raw, which I think is interesting. A lot of people thought he was kind of the most plug-and-play guy, and it's obvious that he has a lot of, like, just some acclimating to do. So the G League will actually be good for him just to actually get a little bit of confidence. And then I would love to see Hendricks come back, play some backup power forward or whatever for like half the season or something. And then if he's playing better, then maybe John Collins is your backup center or something like that. Uh, or maybe he's your starting center. I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Obviously, Walker Kessler is part of this equation. And we're going to see what that looks like when he comes back. But... Either way, right now, John Collins is playing solid minutes as a starting power forward. The defense just could be a little bit better. Blake Lennox, welcome to Rookie. We got a rookie in Blake Lennox joining the channel. Welcome to the channel, Blake. Welcome to the chat. We got a Keontae George-type rookie on our hands in Blake Lennox. Welcome to the channel, Blake. I appreciate it so much. Uh, we've been talking about how good Larry Markkinen is every night and he just continues to be amazing he is so good guys he's phenomenal eight for 13 from the field four for nine from three look at these numbers and yes it's the grizzly it's perfect from the free throw line it's a 60 40 100 game holy smokes that's good from lowry markinen seven rebounds one assist two steals two blocks i mean markinen's getting better it's crazy and these were like tough shots at times. He is playing at such a high level, and he's tough. There was one play where him and 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 Jaron Jackson were absolutely going at it. Jackson was trying to bully 
marketing and he just fought back. And that type of stuff makes, that's the stuff that makes my heart sing. That makes, that, that frosts my cupcake. That puts the barbecue sauce on my ribs. That is the stuff that makes me so happy to see him have that nasty. He does not back down. I love it. It makes me so happy. And then you combine that with the fact that he's putting up these kinds of numbers. Being on the floor with Keontae George is only going to make him better. And I tweeted about this and I thought about it and I might, I've got to write an article for it. Sorry, Harrison. I'll get more written. Okay. I'm doing my best. But anyways, I was thinking about this. I got to write about it. I don't know. I think I know what the goal is this year is basically you've got to prove to Larry Markinen that he wants to be here for the next five, six years, right? In, a, in reality, I don't know. I mean, obviously win games, go to the playoffs if you can. If anyone thinks this Jazz team is going to win the championship, they're not. I mean, if you believe it, amazing. I love it. Uh, but I personally don't think this team, and I don't think anyone else would agree, would argue with me too much, that this Jazz team's not winning a championship this year. But what they are doing is trying to find pieces that work towards winning a championship. And Lowry Markkinen, 100%, is a player that can be on a championship-caliber team. If he's your best player, which he is right now for the Utah Jazz currently, you're not going to win a championship. But he can be a number two, I would think, if you have an MVP-caliber guy. Do the Jazz have an MVP-caliber guy on this roster? I don't think so. I mean, maybe Keontae George becomes Steph Curry. I don't think so. But I do think he can be Darren Williams. Um... And that's pretty darn good. And if the Jazz have enough assets and can make some sort of trade, or maybe they trade up in a draft and just get someone that really they have a feeling can become, you know, Danny Ainge made trades in his draft and he got Jason Tatum. And if you get a guy like that in the draft, even on this upcoming draft, why not? Then you can really change things. But the Jazz have some young core pieces in in Keontae George, Walker Kessler, who I think is going to come back from injury and actually turn things around. I, I don't think Walker Kessler just became bad. I think he's got some mental things to figure out, and I think he was hurt. Uh, and so he's going to come back. You've got some nice pieces in Taylor Hendricks, who I think is going to be really nice. And so really, when Larry Markkinen is done with this year, he's going to get a max contract from the Jazz for sure. And I think the biggest argument for this Jazz team is like, look what we have, and look what we already have in Keontae George, who's going to set you up. All we have to do is keep building. If you leave now, you can go somewhere else. But guess what? You're leaving an incredible coach in Will Hardy. You're leaving a young, promising, athletic team with Keontae George. And you know what? Someone like Ochai Baji. If he just gets better and better as the year goes, that's just another piece. This team is going to get better. And by the way, one other thing that we've got to take into account. The Jazz are now, what, 3-7? and seven? Let's see. Let's go here. Get off my screen. Um... Let's see. The Jazz are three and seven. I believe. Yes, three and seven. But guess what? They've been through it's 10 games, so we can kind of get a gauge of where the Jazz are at. But it's been a brutal 10 games. The two easy games they've had were the Memphis Grizzlies, who have been injured. Before the season started, people figured they would be good. We didn't, you know, obviously John Morant's out. They lost uh Steven Adams. But they were considered to be a good team. So anyways, this te season is going to get even easier as the season goes on. The Jazz were actually considered to have one of the easiest schedules in the NBA. And we've just gone through a brutal stretch. So this season's actually going to get easier. And you're going to have Keontae George just getting better and better and better. You're going to have Larry Markkinen continue to put up all-star numbers. 
You're going to have Oche Abaji improve. You're going to get Walker Kessler back soon. And you've got John Collins. You've got uh, other rotation players that are really nice. And guess what? We have a trade deadline coming up. I don't think the Jazz are getting more than a bag of beans and maybe a maybe a nice swig from the soda shop for THT or something like that. If you can, that's an absolute win. I would honestly give up a second rounder to just move off those contracts and find a way to sign someone else. Or maybe you just bring back Taylor Hendricks and you go a little younger and you just go young and then you just see where the chips lie. I actually really hope around trade deadline we make some moves to bring on Taylor Hendricks and start giving him minutes behind John Collins. Uh, but anyways, I think there's teams out there that would be interested in Colin Sexton as a sixth man or Taylor Horton Tucker. You're not getting much. You know, you're probably getting the same type of package that we gave for John Collins, which is like maybe a second round pick, maybe. And that's probably being really generous. But if you can kind of move one of these guys and you can move some of, you know, Simone Fontecchio has actually played pretty well. Uh, really nice to see, actually. He had a pretty nice first half and then things kind of got worse. So he's got to work on his kind of consistency, but it would be nice to see Taylor Hendricks come back. And then you've got Kelly Olynyk too. And I really love Kelly Olynyk. He's going to be an interesting one to watch because I believe this is the last year of his contract. So he does have value as an expiring, but Danny Ainge loves him. And I think he brings a lot to the table for this jazz team. Last three games for him have not been great, but look at tonight. Although I guess maybe I should eat my words. Six points, eight rebounds. He was nice tonight. Two assists, solid Kelly Olynyk game. One thing he's got to work out, he's one of those players that must have a reputation with referees. They call everything he does. It's kind of wild. And then he'll get fouled. I mean, he got like throat chopped. He got like, you know, hacksaw Jim Duggan and got throat chopped. <laughs> Ouch. And like, and just laid there dying. And the refs are like, well, get up there, young fella. And just, <laughs> and they don't call. The refs were bad tonight, although that's every night. NBA refs are so overrated, it's crazy. I don't know. Kelly Olynyk's an interesting one to watch just because of the expiring contract and because of Taylor Hendricks. I think if Taylor Hendricks was balling out, then that gets really interesting. But, yeah, just throw some dirt on it. Exactly. <laughs> like... Okay, I guess he's dead. Whatever. But anyways, Kelly Olynyk, uh, he's one to watch because it's interesting. It's obvious Danny Ainge has a thing for Kelly Olynyk and likes him, and he's been good for us. Uh, but what's the long-term goal? Is Kelly Olynyk part of your long-term goal? Because the Jazz are thinking long-term. You know what? What are the the Jazz are thinking about what they look like in year? You know, two three years from now, they're not necessarily too worried about this year they would like to win because they'd probably like to convey that pick come uh you know cam boozer and cooper flag and all these guys i mean are you kidding me that's going to be pretty crazy to watch and see what happens with this jazz team because there's some special guys coming uh you know this year's draft there's a few guys i kind of like like alex czar looks really interesting um that Collier, Collier kid looks like an absolute bulldog and could possibly play next to Keontae and stuff. So it's interesting, uh, but we'll see what happens. Epic Wallpapers, $2. Thank you, my friend. So freaking awesome. Ochai Abaji is a massive impact piece. Underrated. I agree. Let's just talk. Let's just mention it. He's exactly what you want. A young athletic wing that can defend and shoot the three. He's going to make, he's going to get paid. And I think the Jazz want to keep him long-term. In fact, we've seen that reported. 
uh, multiple times that he became untouchable last year. I mean, how easy is it to go out and find athletic, young, three-point shooters that defend at a high level that are getting blocks and steals and and making plays, you know? And he can handle it a, a little bit. He's got good hands. He dunks it in transition. He'll cut to the basket. He's a great cutter. He's got good He's got like good feel for the game and he's a champion. He won with the Kansas Jayhawks. The guy knows how to win. So I don't know. I think Ochai is a big part of this team. You know, whether he's off the bench or on the starting unit, if he can just continue to get a little bit better, freaking awesome. Yes. Gun show. He's absolutely shredded too. You know, when you're thinking about getting that bowl of cereal at night, think about what Ochai Abaji looks like and you should feel bad. Uh, let's see. All right. We talked about marketing. Should we talk about Keontae George kid key? The marquee, Larry Markin and Keontae George, the marquee matchup is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And I actually wish they'd have gone to it tonight. They didn't really. They went to Jordan Clarkson, which was the right move because he won the game. Uh, but Keontae George and Larry Markin is going to be such a lethal duo. And we've talked about this before, but uh, when you look at different teams that win games they have like a duo they have a they have a play set they can run a two-man game that you can run it in a lot of a lot of times and a lot of times like because of the jordan era and how incredible michael jordan was it used to be well you got to get that guy that takes the final shot and it's like an isolation play and that guy's you know the kobe bryant's those types of players that they get the shot in isolation because they're such good isolation players you just give them the ball and it's more often than not a better play than trying to run an offense against a defense that's going to be super locked in. Well, now, a lot of what teams are doing now is the two-man game. Like the Jokic-Jamal uh, Murray thing, where when the game is on the line, you run your two-man game and you know it's going to get you good shots. You know, And typically it's a pick and roll with your two best players. Stockton Malone, right? You want to get points at the end of the game and things are tight and tough? Run a Stockton and roll. Stockton and Malone pick and roll, which they should have done against the Bulls and not put the ball to Carl Malone to the post, okay? Uh, anyways, you've got to just put the ball in Keontae George's hands and run a pick and roll with Larry Markinen. Every time they do it, I get a little bit excited. It's like Viagra for jazz fans is what it is. It's incredible. Every single time something good happens. And when Keontae George starts knocking down, knocking down that pull-up three, when he's getting screens from Keontae George, or from, when Keontae's getting screens from Larry Markkinen, whether the thing that makes it crazy is that Markkinen can drive to the basket depending on who's guarding him, or he can just pop out for three. And if they don't, if they go under the screen, Keontae can just pull up from three. If they go over, Keontae is so lightning quick, he can drive to the basket. And Keontae's vision is so special, guys. It's so special. So they can put three-point shooters around him and they will knock down the three. So if you've got Ochai Abaji in the corner, you've got John Collins at the three-point line. All these guys that just knock down the three, it's going to be unguardable. You can just see it. And so I one thing I want to see just kind of the end of games, Keontae, would look, you could tell he's not quite confident in his shot just yet, which is crazy because... He was such a, I mean, he was known for being a scorer in college and high school. And now it's like he's got in, just like insane vision. It's unbelievable. But anyways, once that happens, guys, watch out. Then it's, that's what I want to talk about. Then it's Darren Williams stuff. I tweeted it. Darren Williams, uh, his peak statistical year was like 2010. I looked it up. It was like 21, 10 and four. 
Darren Williams freaking awesome. 21 points, 10 assists per game. I mean, do we appreciate how good Darren Williams was? And four rebounds with high-level defense. Well, guess what? Tonight we saw Keontae George guarding um, the point of attack really well. At one point, he guarded Jaron Jackson Jr. with his chest like a Viking and stopped him. Jaron Jackson had Keontae George on him in isolation. And because of Keontae George's defense, he passed it out. That was crazy. I couldn't believe it. So the fact that you get the defense, you've got this high-level assist. I mean, he gets 11 assists in 29 minutes. If he, if he's averaging 32 minutes per game, it's very safe to assume he's going to add average 10 to 12 assists a game. And then once the shot starts falling, it's going to go. But here's another reason you can just expect that to happen. When we watched him in Summer League and everything we've seen in Summer League has converted, everything has transferred. It's unbelievable except for the scoring. But we know he's a scorer. He could do it in college. He did it in high school. And he did it in summer league. It's going to transfer. He has been so deferential. He has been put, passing the ball off at such a high level. And he's been so unselfish and so conscious of trying to make everyone better that it's to the point where, and I think they talked about it in the postgame, Tony Jones, Andy Larson, all these guys were asking it, and Will Hardy was talking about it. They actually, before this game, were having sit-downs with Keontae and showing him film and saying, shoot the ball. We want you to be selfish. We want you to be shoot the ball. We want you to drive. You're being too unselfish. He drove the ball a couple times tonight, but what we saw in Summer League, the reason why you should be excited is he gets to the free throw line. Tonight, the refs were terrible. They were putrid. He got fouled twice at the end of the game driving to the basket. So these numbers aren't exactly accurate. I mean, he should have been going to the line. These refs were just absolute bonkers. But he's going to get to the line at an elite level. You're going to look at him getting six to eight free throws a game. And he's a high-level free throw shooter. So you're going to look at easy points. I mean, tonight could have easily been 15 points easy. Easy. And so guess what? The Jazz have Darren Williams. They got him. You know, obviously different style. Darren Williams, a bruiser. Keontae George is more of like a flash, you know, where Keont where Darren Williams is kind of like Wolverine. Keontae George is kind of like the flash, just like so fast and nimble. And the vision is unbelievable. It's crazy. Uh, James Nelson, 199. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Great game tonight. Best post game. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Everyone who's here, I appreciate you so much. And, you know, especially the members for joining and just being a subscriber. I just appreciate it. It means a lot. It really does. This channel is going through some metamorphosis and it's really fun and it's just pure jazz and it's fun and I love it. So thank you for being here. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? So Darren Williams, um, Keontae. Oh, the assist to turnover ratio is bonkers. 20 assists to just three turnovers. Absolutely incredible. Do we realize how good that is? It's crazy. He's a point. I mean, there was a tweet. Uh, right now, Mike Conley is playing out of his mind. And I know jazz fans think about Mike Conley and they just go like, blah, blah, blah. well, guess what? We got Keontae George. You don't need Mike Conley. You have Keontae. Okay. So we can put that debate to rest. That was a win. <laughs> but right now, uh, Mike Conley is leading the NBA with assist to turnover ratio 30 to one. It's crazy. He's balling out. You got to give him credit. He's playing amazing. Guess what? In his last two starts, Keontae George has got a 20 to 3 assist to turnover ratio. So he's like the number two point guard in the NBA right now, passing the ball. It's crazy. 
Guys, this is so special. Oh, that was what I was going to mention. I, You know what? Maybe we'll look it up really quick. Um, Keontae made this one play, and it was just beautiful. And by the – oh, I was going to talk about coaching too uh, because people seem to think coaching is when a player does something wrong, and then it's the coach's fault. Uh, it could be that the player just did something wrong. <laughs> but anyways, let's see. So it was to Olenek. It was this one right here. So look at this. This is just crazy town. This is just crazy. So look, you've got Keontae. And some people are even mentioning like, well, I, like I have a friend on Twitter like talking about how slow it is. Well, guess what? Why is he, Why would he be walking up slowly? Is it because he's lazy? Is it because the, he's not listening to his coach? I don't think so. What is actually likely the the answer is that what he's doing, look, where's is he just like what he's watching the play. What's going on right here? You don't see it on screen is the off-ball action going on. You have guys moving and setting up screens. They're getting into position. John Collins is moving to where he's going to go in the set that they've set up before the game. Jordan Clarkson is moving to his position. And guess what? Keontae's watching the play develop. His IQ and vision is out of this world. He knows what's going to happen before it happens here. And watch what happens. He's watching multiple actions. When you're watching an NBA offense, guys, there are so many different things going on. This ain't AAU. This ain't Junior Jazz. There are like three or four options going on that he has to pick from. And you got to be quick. you got to be NFL quarterback quick. You've got to see the opening and make it because you're playing against NBA athletes that will steal that ball. So anyways, watch how he's just watching the play develop. Look at this. You've got Jordan Clarkson and, and John Collins coming down to run a set. They're going to screen him off. Watch this. Boom. He already knows what's going to happen because look where the ball is. He's ready to launch that thing. He's watching it. The tight end is open. Boom. Perfect pass. He threads the needle. Easy layup. He is so special. He is so special. He sees these things happening. He has the patience to let the play develop. I mean, just the fact that he's th that type of patience. Every Jazz fan should be just ecstatic. Because you know who doesn't show patience? Colin Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker. What they're doing is dive bombing to the rim without any sort of plan and just hoping that they either get to the rim and get an easy layup or that they can do a bailout pass to someone somewhere in hopes that they will make a shot. It's night and day with what Keontae George is doing. He is watching the play. He knows what they're going to do. He's watching and develop, and then he's making the perfect pass. I mean, can you believe the other play that was so incredible was that John Collins dunk. Absolutely unbelievable. The pass is over. Should we do that? Or are we going to, we're going to demonetize. I don't care. Uh, let's see. So Keontae, 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 Keontae. Remember the name. Uh, the alley-oop to, um, where was it? It's to John Collins. Look at where he puts this ball. So he goes down. It has to be in the perfect spot. Because look who's standing right there. Bismack Biombo is a rim protector. The Jazz don't have really a rim protector right now at all. Uh, and then look at this pass. It is like absolutely the perfect spot. If it's like an inch shorter, Biombo deflects it. If it's an inch higher, it's out of his hand unbelievable stuff unbelievable 
It's crazy. He is doing this at such an elite level. And so the Jazz are not going to be winning a lot of games because they don't have a good defense right now. It's very bad. That's why I'm excited to see what Taylor Hendricks can do when he comes back because you're going to have to replace stuff like that. I mean, John Collins is doing some nice things. And I think that play right there shows you that when when Keontae's playing on the floor with Walker Kessler, it's going to be really good. <laughs> I mean, Walker Kessler catches that ball like he's... I mean... DWCB, uh, yeah, Olenek is Kelsey, Say, he for sure, and you know who else is, I mean, Walker Kessler has incredible hands, he's going to get so many easy dunks from Keontae George, it's going to be bonkers, I cannot wait to watch that rolling big with him more and more often, because when Walker's on the floor, it's constant, constant PNR, so it's going to be fantastic, it's going to be so freaking good, uh, Kvambor, another 199, my friend, thank you so much, only four turnovers tonight, key clears, absolutely, absolutely kessler is kelsey yes um so anyways i guess that's everything have we talked about how good he is he scored seven points he's had two for 12 from the field and did was anyone mad at him i don't think a single fan was i think every shot was like the right shot it was not like a forced shot this is honestly can i invoke the name i think i'm gonna invoke the name stockton-esque it really was I think Keontae George is more happy to pass the ball and get an assist than he is to make the shot. And he's he's got that same mentality where he's more interested in making everyone better than just him. He is the perfect type of guy you want to build around. The, you know, I love Donovan Mitchell and what he was. And, you know, his incredible, like, the flash and the pizzazz of it was so fun. Dunk contest winner. Incredible highlight dunks. You know, big time three-point shots, just crazy scoring ability, all these things. But it was just the Donovan show when he was on the floor. When Keontae's on the floor, he's looking to make everyone better. It doesn't matter who it is. He's giving you the ball. It's really Stockton-esque type mentality. It's freaking awesome. It really is really awesome. And so just something to be excited about. And then, you know, we know he's going to score the ball, so no one should be uh, worried. But just 12 shots, he should have made, he should have got free throws on like literally three of those shots. It's freaking annoying. But uh, he'll get there. I'm not too worried about it. I The three-point percentage we'll see because I think there was a little bit of struggle there with the three-point shot, but it'll get there. He just needs time. He's still like, how old is he? This is what's crazy. He is 20 years old. When he's 26, can you imagine what he's going to be doing? It's going to be crazy. You know, the Jazz have two stars. And that's the other thing. I think Danny Ainge made this comment. The Jazz believe, at least Danny Ainge does, that they need three stars. And I tell you what, they got one in Markkinen and they got one in Keontae. So if they can, the, the, the quest is on for that next one. It's going to be pretty special if they can find that guy. I mean, I only honestly... You can get any type of star, really. Uh, Keontae George is your point guard. And basically, if you can find a wing star, watch out. This Jazz team gets good really fast. The ba Basically, what they need to do at this point is figure out how to solidify the defense. And that's why I'm excited about Taylor Hendricks. He is going to be so nice. You know, I think Jazz fans had higher hopes for him. I think people hyped him up a little too much, probably. Because in the end, he's probably in a, a high-level starting uh big but that's okay he's gonna be awesome he's got elite potential defensively which is what the jazz need i mean honestly how fun would it be at some point the season to watch Keontae, ochai marketing 
Hendricks and Kessler. I don't know if that's enough playmaking, but you know what? Who knows? There's worse things than having the ball in Keontae's hands a lot, right? With escape valves in other players. So, you know, maybe Ochai gives you something. Maybe you can improve on Ochai some way. I don't know. But right now, the Jazz have a special guy in Keontae George. Uh, Jordan Clarkson deserves a lot of credit. He was awesome tonight. And I, you know, you just got to give him credit. 26 points on crazy efficiency, 56, 40, 100. And he made big time plays at the end, four assists, four rebounds. He had big time steals in this one, especially that one at the end of game, at the end of the game, two steals in this one, even a block shot. I mean, big time stuff from Jordan Clarkson, who has really, really struggled. And so to see him get better and play better, I think is, and you know what? I'm not going to give the credit to Keontae, but I do think there is a better fit there. There's better chemistry than what we were seeing before. And Jordan Clarkson looks a little better when he's just on the floor with him because the offense is actually running. They actually flow into their sets and actions and things like that. And Jordan Clarkson can actually do better. Uh, last game, it was not very good with the uh, turnovers, but he only had three tonight. So you'll take it. Um, Nice night from Jordan Clarkson, and he's really fun to have on this team. And, you know, he might net you something in a trade, or you just have him be the sixth man for the next however long he plays his career, you know? So Jordan Clarkson is just really nice to have because he can do so many things, and it's nice that he can play as a starter and do well. Uh, Colin Sexton had some nice moments in the first half, but, man, is it rough sometimes. He still has six assists, so you got to give him credit. And I actually felt like he played really solid in the first half, although he was on the floor also for that kind of that breakdown. The Jazz were up by like 20, so being plus three, in a, you know, pretty rough. Uh, but you got to give him credit. His percentages, well, tonight the percentages were not good. But he did have six assists, and I did feel like he played pretty solid. And Taylor Horton Tucker had a nice night. He really did. I mean, we got to give credit to Taylor Horton Tucker, especially in the first half. He was three for five from three, four for seven from the field, and he played solid. I mean, I actually really like Taylor Horton Tucker as a sixth man, as a bench player. I think he actually brings a lot, and he's so long and big, and he does get by his guy at times. Um, so I think against bench units, he can be pretty nice. So I like having him on the floor, and I think guys with that type of length and size help your defense. You know, he gets two steals. What did he get? At least one. He's going to average one or two steals every game just because of how long he is. If he gets his hands anywhere, he's going to get a few steals, so... We talked about Olenek. He was solid tonight, and Fontecchio had a pretty good game. So, oh, and so, anyways, can we just talk about coaching just a tiny bit? Because I, I, that's what I lost my mind about last show. If you want to lose someone, act like a complete idiot. <laughs> Go watch my show from yesterday or listen to it, although it might hurt your ears. But, uh, like, what does a coach do in the NBA? What is their job? Well, here's what I would say. They are in charge of setting up offense and defense strategies for the team, teaching their players what offensive sets and defensive schemes they're going to do in the game, right? I think everyone would probably agree. You're probably the guy, or at least with your assistant coaches, setting up the different, You not probably, you are. You're setting up the game plan for the night-to-night -night games. I know the coaches tend to let some of the assistant coaches help out with that. So, you know, one guy might do a game plan for the a team playing a week down the road. I know some teams do that where an assistant coach is kind of up in charge of scouting teams and giving some ideas for what they want to do offensively and defensively to win the game. It's why you have a lot of assistant coaches, not just to help with players, but they're also helping come up with game plan, which is part of coaching. So, you know, 
offensive and defensive sets for the year, things that they work on throughout the season to improve and perfect as the season goes along, game to game game plans so that you know what you're doing that game to game. They're in charge of lineups. What what lineups are you going to play? Substitutions, who's going in, who's going out, when are they going in, when are they going out? You know, game management, calling timeouts, um things like that, you know, like making the substitutions, decisions like that. And so on. If a player does not do something they're supposed to or plays poorly, is that a coach's decision? No, that is a player played poorly. Now, the coach can call a timeout and can change things up. What can a coach do? Well, they can tell a certain player to guard a certain player or not. Or if a team is out there trying to switch defenders so they can attack a disadvantage, which is basically all of NBA basketball at this point. I got to be careful. I'm going to lose my mind. I felt the heat rise. Did you see my cheeks get a little red? <laughs> so much of NBA basketball is switching is getting the weakest defender on your best player and then trying to score. I mean, that's so much of NBA basketball. So many of these sets set that up, especially with great isolation players. Like if you have Kawhi Leonard, it's not that hard to coach that team because what you're doing is you're just setting up schemes that set a screen until they get like Luke Kennard guarding Kawhi Leonard. And then what does Kawhi Leonard do? He'll just back him down into that free throw line area and then bury the jumper. You know, some coaching is super simple and you're doing that. But if a player on defense is not doing well, you can sub them out or you can switch things up to try to avoid those issues. But if you don't have the personnel one that can do it or two, you have to give some players some run because you can't play Keontae George 40 minutes a night. You can't play Ojai Abaji at every position to guard every single guy. Sometimes that's all you've got. And this jazz team has a deficit at guard. They just do. So a guy like Desmond Bain is going to have big nights against this Jazz team. And you're going to see guys like that during the season. I should have picked the over on Desmond, Gain, Desmond Bain points tonight. That was a mistake by me for sure. So anyways, sometimes players don't do it. And that's on the players. I don't know why you would consider that to be a coaching thing when like a player doesn't do something right, you know? You can sub the player out, and that's on the coach. That was something that drove me crazy with Quinn Snyder. Is you know in that in that playoff series when the Jazz gave up a three-one lead, they just continued to have guys like Joe Ingles in isolation on Jamal Murray over and over and over, and Jamal Murray just continued to torch and torch and torch the Jazz until they got bald like this, and it just drove them crazy, drove me crazy, and no change was made until the Denver Nuggets won the series. Well, this team, you can make some subs and do some different things, but sometimes the personnel isn't there. You can do other schemes. You can double team. You can hedge, which the Jazz will do occasionally. The Jazz have been trying different defenses to see what will work. Like, they've been trying to run the, 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 the what's it called? The zone. They've run a lot of zone this year. They've kind of gone away with it because it didn't work very well. And they're trying different things. That's one thing I like about what this coaching staff is doing. They're trying stuff to figure out what works and what doesn't. If it works, great. You keep doing it. If it doesn't work, then you move on. And that's what they're doing. Have we? Did we see a lot of zone this game? Not really. And then they guess what? They still scored. So anyone who was opposed to a, the Jazz running a zone, well, guess what? The Miami Heat w ran a zone until they made it to the NBA Finals. Right? I mean, that zone they ran more than any other play. They got to the Finals.
So in theory, it can work, but players have to figure it out. And sometimes you can run a scheme that might help with that. Like, guess what? We talk about switching and how important it is for other teams. And if you have an, a team that has subpar defenders, which the Jazz do, then a zone makes sense because you can kind of avoid those switches and you can force them into certain types of shots. It hasn't really worked, but in theory, it makes sense. All right. I don't know what people are expecting with some of this stuff, but the the Will Hardy stuff that I have seen is bonkers. It's weird. Like, that's weird stuff, guys. I'm sorry. That's strange. Uh, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but when I see that what's going on with this Jazz team, I see a lot of things that are pretty exciting. And, you know, have fun coaching someone like Colin Sexton who does not seem to really adjust anything that he does. <laughs> it's kind of bonkers. And Talon Horton Tucker is not too different. Although I think Talon Horton Tucker is more malleable and plays a more, uh, a better style of basketball that works with a team game better. I, uh, Jordan Gago, my friend, Sexton won't be on this team after the trade deadline. I certainly hope not. I'll be honest. I really hope not. He does not, he does not help you win games. He kind of helps his stat line. And so I, I just, I'm not big on, I'm really not. I just have kind of seen enough, but he's got a pretty decent sized contract and there's still a few years on it and it takes two to make a trade. So we'll see, but I think that's all I got tonight, guys. Guess what? That was a lot better show than the crazy town that was last night. <laughs> that was bonkers, but oh, looks, whoops. Let's bring this over here. We got to bring out our, our music. This is... By the way, if you're a Jazz fan, if you haven't subbed yet, what are you doing? Like DWDCB mentioned in the comments, you've got to get to, we've got to get to 10K subs. That's going to happen here soon. I'm excited about it. It's really fun and you can be a part of it. It would be really cool. Ah, where's my stuff, man? There we go. Guys, sorry, it's taking me forever. I got to do this. I, we got to give our shout out to the All-Stars. All right, there we go. All right, guys, but like I said, if you're new here, make sure you like and subscribe. And if you want to be a part of the chat or just support the channel in general, I appreciate it a ton. Just join the channel. It would be great. I would love it. It would be amazing. All right, let's give a shout out to Ryan Perry, the legend, Asikli Ricebe, the man from down under. Yes, Jake C. Can, Christian House, Money to Haas. See ya, Lexalator, Built for Tough, Alexander Tufts, Jorge Arrizaga, Mi Amigo de Abajo. Jordan the Goat Best Roll, TGD Total Game Domination, Tyson Price, The Price is Right, Arsen R. Grant, Editor Extraordinaire, DWDCB, Darren Williams, DeCarlos Boozer, Patrick Kubo, The Connoisseur, and Robert Hall of Fame. Guys, thanks again for being a part of this channel. You make it so much fun. I do this for you guys. It's a blast. This Jazz team has so many things to be excited about. And if things go badly, which is very possible because the defense is bad, it's still going to be so much fun watching Keontae and Markkanen and Obaji and Kessler and all these guys. It's going to be a fun season. So make sure you like and subscribe to the channel to go along with everything. I will talk to you next time. <laughs>